what's up everybody this is judith i hope you're listening to mad love what's good what's good so uh i'm really sad to see my work vacation week come to an end today would be the last day and uh, i can't lie i really enjoyed this time off you know i didn't get time off from the cars and i didn't get time off from caregiving but you don't realize how much uh, energy you're expending in a day and how many directions you're being pulled in when you work a full-time job. So like a full-time job and a very active and busy side hustle and caregiving means like zero time really to get stuff done, especially with the last, I would say six weeks that I've had at my full-time job. It's just been very, very, very busy. And so, you know, it's just difficult and you don't realize and everybody's like, you should do self-care, make sure you do self-care. And it's like, when, when are we supposed to get all this time to do self-care? You know, um, we got to pay bills. We got to work. We got to get shit done. You know, it's like, I have to get things done. It's not optional. I'm committed (laughs) to things. And so, you know, I'm saying all that to say, uh, eventually you got to break down and just take some time and and uh, do things differently. That's, I mean, you really will have to find time for yourself in a very crowded schedule. And I learned that a week is not enough to get fully recalibrated, but, you know, it was a good start. It was a good start. And I feel like I'm at a crossroads. I'm not sure why, because nothing's really crossing, but I feel like I'm at one. And, um, you know, it's just time to make some important decisions about where I see myself for the next year, the next five years, the next 10 years, you know? So, uh, especially as I get into my, my later years, uh, I don't want to be worrying about certain things. Uh, certainly I don't have children. I don't have a wonderful daughter, daughter to take care of me when I get old. So, um, I need to make sure I have all those ducks in a row for myself and I'm okay with that okay with that and I don't intend to age the same way either I um, expect to be able to keep my faculties and to continue to work hard and work smart and do all the things that I've been doing I don't think uh, we're going to age the way our parents and grandparents have aged uh, with the memory issues there's so much information out here and there's so many things that you can know between diet uh, and health and long-term health and good energy and I mean there's a lot of information out here Um, I'm excited to say that I've joined Levels, which is going to help me uh, with a, it's called, um, I think it's concierge medicine, but they call it something else. I want to say it's like personalized medicine, which is really fascinating because I, um, I like the concept of that a lot, you know, so basically they're going to, they gave me a, they didn't give me anything I paid pretty handsomely for this membership but they um are gonna uh they provide you with a continuous glucose monitor and uh the software to get set up in an app so you can uh just see how different foods affect your blood sugar and if you're someone who's borderline diabetic or has diabetes in your family even it's really important to know these things and it's a less of a blind stab in the dark like all the other medicine is you know you just go to the doctor now and they just sort of address whatever set of problems you say you have you know this is way more 
uh, designed towards you and you know what's going on with you uh, specifically so like I do Viome where you have to poop and send a sample in the mail and you know it seems a little scary to do it that way like you're pooping in a bag and sending it but I did it and uh, I hate these kind of turns because you can't really see and I don't want to turn on a busy street and get smashed so you poop on like you send a poop sample it, you have to poop in like this net thing they send you and then you send it to them and then they devise a whole bunch of uh, probiotics and prebiotics just for your body supplements to take so I've been doing that for about three months and I have to say I didn't notice a dramatic change because I was already doing some probiotics but I I don't seem to have the same stomach issues that I used to have so I think it's like a combination of not eating gluten uh, repairing my stomach and also taking personalized um, personalized uh, supplements and I think that's going to be the wave of the future that's not super cheap so if you're on a budget and I am don't don't get it twisted I live very well I do a lot with the money that I make <laughs> I spread it out very well uh, but I mean I'm not in a position to just be like yeah this is a hundred dollars a month and I don't think about it um, but I do prioritize my health so it may be something else that I don't do because I'm focused on my long-term health there is such a huge connection everybody between your gut health and your brain and I I kid you not I have been traumatized by watching two parents be diagnosed with dementia and Alzheimer's and they're of an age where I mean I, I've tweaked my mom's diet about as much as she's gonna stand she's just not gonna let me uh, take out all the carbs and and do a keto type situation for her she just I've taken everything I can take out without it being a mutiny and then that becomes more miserable for me but I'll be honest with you there's such a huge connection between not only the food we eat and our long long-term health and that includes the stuff we think is, that's healthy you know for instance uh, there are several vegetables that I'm not supposed to eat based off of my biome profile um, it just it damages my body like I'm not supposed to touch watermelon which is good because I don't really like watermelon but I've eaten a lot of it because you know my parents and my family they all love watermelon so there were times when melon was very you know prominent in our home and I ate it and I don't really like it but now I it kind of makes more sense why I didn't enjoy it because it's not good for me and there are certain vegetables that are great for everybody else but not for me like spinach and kale and uh, it produces something in my in my stomach acid that is not good for my long-term health so these things are important and you guys it's such a deep connection start listening to certain doctors um, uh, Dr. Stephen Gundry Dr. Mark Hyman um, Dr. Sarah Gottfried uh, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon uh, there's so many out here that are just going against traditional medicine and saying, hey, guys, this isn't good for us. Hey, guys, try something different. Hey, guys, traditional medicine hasn't really been addressing your needs. Um, it's a lot of people out here, and I think that's going to help save us. You know, certainly a lot of people don't want to be saved. 
They want to come here and live this kind of primal life and do what they want and eat what they want. And they'll pay the price for that. And that's fine. But a lot of us want to be healthy, want to be 80 and have all our faculties uh, and know who we are and know who our family members are and read and, and participate in society. And, you know, when we want to get up into our 80s and 90s, those people will we will have done different things and we will have the knowledge and information because it's out there. Uh, we're at a point in society where you just can't say you don't know anything anymore. You know, what I mean, or nobody told me, or I didn't didn't understand that. I mean, it's hard to not under this, understand the assignment in 2022. If you're not understanding the assignment in 2022, it's because you don't want to, because it benefits you in some way to not know. And that's not us. I, you know, you don't listen to this podcast because you don't want to know shit, right? Moving on to the topic that's bothering me. I, uh, our political show here is horrible. It's called Donnie Brook. They almost always agree with each other. They're all over 60 and they just, you know, not the 60 is that old. I, they're just not, none of them are radical thinkers. They're all super liberal. Even I think the people who are supposed to be the conservatives on the panel and I, full disclosure, I was up I interviewed for a content job with the, the public station here and I very much wanted to get hired so I could change that show. And uh, then when I realized I was being interviewed by the woman who had created that show and kept it like that, I knew that it wasn't going to be a good fit for me because she, she wasn't leaving. They didn't want to do anything different. They liked status quo, which is probably the biggest problem in St. Louis. That's our political show and they have no real deep insight they finally started fighting and and the issue is uh how come no one uh, covered all the mass shootings in st louis over the fourth of july weekend so yes there was a mass shooting in chicago but in st louis uh i want to say city and county combined something like 18 or 19 people got shot and seven or eight people died uh, I had a better grasp on that number closer to that to the weekend, but it's kind of escaping me right now. But that's a lot. That's a lot of violence over one weekend. And somebody on the panel was suggesting, well, why didn't the vice president come talk to us? Why do people uh, care so little about regular shootings versus mass shootings? And then the black panelist offered, well, you know, because I think Uvalde came up and he offered, well, if it had been a, uh, a classroom full of black kids, no one would care. And if it had been, um, you know, something, I don't know. And so one of the panelists tried to interject like, well, they were all Latino. It don't matter. Da, da. Okay. So that's the problem with race. People lose their minds. I think if someone walked in and sprayed a classroom full of black children with bullets, that would be garner the same attention and it would also garner the same attention if the if the shooter was black and if the sheriff who didn't do anything was black in that instance to me it isn't about uh the race of the victims it's about the the ineptitude of the police they did absolutely not nearly enough they didn't do everything they could do to stop the shooter and i don't think So what I don't think is fair is to say something like that and then move on from it 
and then not let anybody else interject because they don't want to offend you and open the race dialogue but what you said is kind of preposterous because I don't think that's true and it's not fair and so you put people in this position of comparing apples to oranges because you know what you know what doesn't incense anybody including black people is how many black people shoot each other outside of a mass shooting every single day and that's what I don't like is this hypocrisy about well if it was a room full of black kids no one would care listen black kids are killing each other on Mars right now and you don't care you're a journalist you don't write about that I mean it's like what are we talking about we're having these strange bizarre conversations that you know and that's why I hate talking about race especially with a certain age group because they just get incensed about stuff and it's like I agree it is egregious but I can't say that people wouldn't care that a room full of black folks got murder school children are school children and I think it's telling that there aren't a lot of mass black shooters and even these mass shooters don't go kill outside of their race every white school shooter has shot up a white school every in this one this guy was Latino he shot up a Latino school black kids don't seem to they're mass shooters but they just seem to shoot the shoot you know spray bullets down the street and shoot whoever they seem to be the most angry with you know whether it's the new boyfriend of your baby mama or some rival gang member or somebody who disrespected you or whatever they shoot plenty and it's tragic but you as a journalist alvin reed you don't talk about that very much either and you're offering no solutions everybody's just angry and mad and when you interject race into any conversation the topic just dies it just goes like no one can be objective no one can then come up with a solution because everybody's just feeling so resentful and slighted because you know of a racial issue and I disagree I think a, a room full of black children slaughtered by anybody would be sad because that's just fucking sad what I find egregious is we only get upset when the police shoot us but black people are shooting each other at an alarming rate every single day and journalists and regular citizens alike have become so desensitized to it that it's normal and it's not normal and get mad about that get mad about that that's what really infuriates me it's all tragic nobody should get shot in school nobody should get shot just walking down the street listen I, I grew up in a time where if you had a beef with somebody, you took it out with that person. Whether it was a fist fight, whatever it became, it was between you all. And nobody had to spray the whole block with bullets to make a statement. And this is just ridiculous. And I think we need to stop having these conversations that you think are relevant, but they're really from like 1965. It's 2022. Black people don't even respect themselves the way we would hope they would. You got, you know, all this stuff that people fought for, kids don't even go to school. We did all this so we, people could go to school and get a good education. And now black people just drop out at an alarming rate. Not all black people, but some black people do. Some pe- black people do not value education and they certainly don't value black lives. You can put all the signs up you want. But it doesn't matter until it really matters. You got to feel that shit in your heart, man. 
And I just wish we could have these passionate debates about what the solutions are instead of worrying about who gets most of the attention and who doesn't. And and, and, and. Some shit is just sad. And I do think America is sensitive enough to be saddened by a whole group of children being shot dead in a classroom. What I do find alarming is no one cares about Flint anymore. No one talks about Flint, Michigan's water. That's disturbing. Is that because they're black? I don't know. Or is it because there's just no quick solution? No one talks about that. And that's, that's, you, water is life sustaining unless it's filled with lead and killing you. Happy Friday. (laughs) Sorry. Those are my rants. I just, I just can't stand how people talk about race. And, and once you interject race into something, you're, you just can't move forward because people just see red. And I'm not saying it hasn't been uneven. I haven't, I can't say that it, that racism doesn't exist, that it hasn't been despaired for black people historically. I get it. I got it. I know that. But that's not, a, we can't apply that to every conversation and we can't be constantly offended or we'll never get anything solved or resolved. You know what I mean? Like, it's like people like being mad and offended. And that's, that's really where we need to grow. So anyway, that's my rant for Friday. Friday feels like, you know, come on. Can we please move forward? I'm ready to see Donald Trump locked up. I'm ready to see Jenny Thomas and Clarence Thomas locked up. I would love to see uh, the end of uh, serving as a Supreme Court justice for life. Uh, term limits would be fantastic. I'm ready to see people stop shooting each other and start having more conversations. I'm ready for people to start having real conversations around race and bias and prejudice. Because pe- black people, man, we can get righteous about it, but I know some super not for the cause black people. And that's a whole nother podcast. Please be, please be your best. Have a great weekend. It's hot and rainy here. I mean, it's humid. So take your time, stay hydrated, be your best, and we'll meet back here uh, Monday. Oh, my vacation is over. All right. Take care. Be good.